Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Shelf Logic, the MCLD pad- podcast where we talk about all kinds of fun stuff in the collection. Today, we are having a food fight where we will discuss which fandom's food reigns supreme. I'm Jeff, a librarian at Goodyear Library, and here we also have... I'm Karen, a librarian at the Litchfield Park Branch. And we did three different cookbooks. Uh, We did a cookbook in the world of Dungeons and Dragons, Star Wars, and Harry Potter. And we're here to decide which one of them tastes best. And I think there's a clear winner. Oh, absolutely. I do too. <laughs> let's see if we agree upon that. Um, all right, so let's start with uh, the Harry Potter cookbook. Does that sound good? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so um, this is in the collection. You can download the digital one through Libby. Um, I think it's called the Unofficial Harry Potter Cookbook. It is, yep. And um, what, what were your thoughts? First of all, how well did you think it captured the flavor of the world of Harry Potter? Not at all. Oh. I was, I was disappointed with the creativity of the book. Like the recipes themselves were okay, mm-hmm. but they were basic recipes. I could have opened any cookbook on the shelf here at um, the library and found the same recipes. So I felt like it didn't capture the um, essence of Harry Potter. I was a little disappointed with um, with that. I had, I will say, I had one big disappointment. Um, I was completely unable to find butterbeer. <laughs> Agreed. There was, I mean, that's if you say Harry Potter food, um, people are going to think of probably two things: Bernie Bot's every flavored beans, yeah, and butterbeer. Like those are the two most famous foods. I feel like, and you know, you're not going to be able to make your own jelly beans probably, but butterbeer. Absolutely. Why was that not in here? But so I disagree. I thought they did uh, an interesting job of of capturing, if not the world of Harry Potter, like the background culture that inspired it. So I liked that. Okay, so Harry Potter obviously is set in um, in the UK. Yes. Uh, and so all of these foods in this book are basically from the UK. There's a lot of British food in here. Yes. I think if you love the Great British Bake Off, you're gonna love this book. Agreed. Okay, there's a ton of, there's, okay, there is something called treacle fudge, uh, sugar biscuit, mince pies, and there's a section called crumpets and how to make a proper cuppa. All of which I thought like, oh man, this is great. And and it goes into like some of the, the culture behind these, yeah, um, it explains that I never knew this, but that custard was um, invented by this British chemist whose spouse was allergic to eggs. <laughs> and so, like, I thought that was cool that they provided these like historical connections. Um, you know, they linked everything to like, oh, this is why this is in the book. Like in in this Harry Potter book, like in this scene. You know, Mrs. Dursley said she's going to do this, and so here's something that she could cook. Yeah, I, I did see the British link to a lot of the recipes. Cuppa is very British. Um, and I think touching on the point that you made about it not having the butterbeer or the Bernie's ever Every Flavor beans, maybe because it was an unofficial cookbook, they mm. couldn't reference the oh. most iconic 
recipes that are used in Harry Potter. So I cannot, that yes. possibly could have been the reason why.、Um, I didn't even think of that. You're right. Butterbeer、yeah. is not a real life dish.、Right. It is. Strictly Harry Potter. Absolutely. So that could have been the reason why, but I was still wanting some sort of tie to, you know, House Gryffindor all the way. So I wanted some nostalgic feel when I was making these recipes, which I didn't quite get in the in the book. I made a potato dish, and it was so unforgettable. I don't even remember the name of it. <laughs> it was basically just sliced potatoes in a casserole dish with thyme and rosemary, and I was like, well. I mean, it was good, but not. It didn't give me that Harry Potter feel. Okay, so so you at least it was it was delicious. Was it easy to make? Straightforward. It's extremely easy. Okay. To make, yeah.、Um, the recipe I, was super easy to follow.、So. Yes, and I, a lot of these are. I I I definitely felt like this cookbook is geared more towards kids and families. Maybe、um, I made the chicken and mushroom pie,、mm-hmm. um, which I enjoyed. I thought it was good.、Uh, I also made、um, the hot cocoa from the hot cocoa recipe、All、and.、Right. It was interesting. It was not just like you know milk and cocoa.、Um, there was like vanilla in it. There was co- there was、um, like instant coffee in it.、Um, it. It was it was a good hot cocoa. All right.、Um, so I I liked the food. I liked the British connection.、Mm-hmm. I think you're right.、Um, it was probably missing some of that truly authentic Harry Potter flavor because it was unofficial and not allowed to use. Um, you know some of the most famous. Absolutely. Only Harry Potter.、Yep. Stuff. It was fun to flip through. I, I got the print issue, and it yeah, you know, it was fun to flip through and see what they thought. Whoever、mm-hmm. um, was the curator of the recipes、uh, thought would be a good link to that universe. I just it was missing something. So for me, it was、yep. missing like the visuals on this one were the worst. Oh,、um, absolutely. Yeah, there's pretty much no visuals in here,、um, and so I did I did wish yeah for some better pictures of the food or、yes. illustrations、yeah. anything like that. And Jeff and I actually shared with each other we、uh, the dishes that we made. We shared the pictures with one another, and this was one that I I didn't even send him. <laughs> it was so lackluster in appearance. So yeah. Yep. Um, all right.、Uh, so moving on. Next up,、uh, Star Wars. How does this stack up to Harry Potter?、Uh, all right. So Star Wars. For me, I feel like the Star Wars fans are the most loyal fans, and I've I've known a few, and man, they are diehard to their fandom.、Um, the recipes were cute. I thought they had some really cute recipes in here.、Um, A lot of ties to the universe. I really felt more immersed in the Star Wars universe than I did the Harry Potter universe when、uh, I was looking through these. Interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And、um, I chose to make the boba fettuccine, <laughs> which was fantastic. It was easy to make, easy to follow.、Um, I did make a, a, a one of the ingredients called for pasta sauce. Mm. It didn't say what kind of pasta sauce, so、okay. open to interpretation, which I liked.、Um, so you can do your own flair on that. So I used an Alfredo sauce instead of a red sauce. So to make up for it, because Boba Fett is red and green, yes, I did an Alfredo sauce with、uh, the broccoli and zucchini for the green. Okay, and cool. And I diced up some tomato and add that, added that on top. 
It was delicious and it、uh, was super easy to make. Interesting.、Loved、okay,、it. so I I'm gonna actually、uh, disagree with you. Surprise.、Um, <laughs> I think so. I think that even though the Harry Potter was unofficial, I think it captured. You know the British infusion that is Harry、mm-hmm. and Harry Potter's world、mm-hmm. better than the Star Wars captured the feel of Star Wars. Okay. For me, this one felt like ma- taking real world food and making it seem Star Warsy with like、mm. there like there's a lot of fun puns like so there's Yoda soda, Wookie cookies, <laughs> Jabba jiggle, Obi Wan kebabs, the、yes. Boba fettuccine. Right? There's a lot of puns in here. Yes. There's a lot like they made they made、um, pigs in a blanket, but they shaped them to look like Tie Fighters. They made popcorn <laughs> balls and made it look like the Death Star.、Um, you know that like. The the buns on Leia's yeah, hair,、Princess、like they they made Princess Leia buns, which、mm-hmm. is you know basically just a、uh, a regular Danish real world Danish. Yeah.、Um, and so <laughs> this one, it took like they they took regular food and like shoehorned it into the Star Wars universe. Sure. What they didn't do is、um, take. Food and like reskin it and be like, oh, this is what Jabba the Hut would eat. Sure.、Um, or this is, you know, this is the blue milk that you find on Tatooine. Or, you know, this is、uh, the cuisine that belongs to this particular Star Wars planet or culture. Sure. So,、um, yeah, I felt like so I felt like the other two books did do that. Like the D and D book does a really great job of like saying, oh yeah, this is this culture's food. Mm-hmm. And Harry Potter is like, well, Harry's British. This is the British culture. This one, I didn't feel any of that ties to、okay. the like the deeper. Sure, I、world. think the appeal to it for me was the puns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, maybe that's why I enjoyed it a little more so than the Harry Potter cookbook because I love a good pun. Yeah, and there, <laughs> there are、uh, definitely some good puns in here, and、um, the the visuals also are. Are in that same kind of、uh, fun, creative use of like toys or like Star Wars toys are in here, and it just looks Absolutely. cute. Absolutely, yeah, it it did look cute, and the Boba Fettuccini had a, a drawing of Boba Fett, which you know made me feel like okay, this is you know this is something that I would see in in the Star Wars universe for me, and maybe it's just because of the title in the picture. Yeah, <laughs> I did the Obi Wan kebabs and. They were.、Uh, I've done a lot of kebabs. They were not the normal kebabs I'm used to. I mean, they were. It was like chicken was on there, but then there was also like just、um, like a corn on the cob. Like they, you know, sliced it into smaller things and shoved that on there somehow. Like it was very interesting. Huh.、Um, what? How on the on the easiness scale? How easy are these dishes? Oh, I I thought they were easy. Okay.、Um, I think it was a step. More difficult than the Harry Potter recipes. The、mm. Harry Potter recipes I found extremely easy, so family friendly. Okay,、um, you could make with your kids of you know all ages. Yeah.、Um, the Star Wars I found mid level.、Um, there were some techniques in there that you know a few extra steps、mm-hmm. that you would take for each recipe. So mid level、um, talent, but doable. Who would who would you recommend this book for?、Uh, this one I would recommend. I mean, it's family friendly as well,、um, but maybe more towards the teen, young adults.、Mm. Um, 
demographic. Yeah, for sure. I think I got that too. Like the Harry Potter is definitely very kid centric, and honestly, there's a ton of kid friendly ones in here as well. Sure. Um, with you know cookies and Tie Fighter ties and absolutely stuff like that. But yeah, there's also uh, you know I think stuff for old, older teens and and um, even adults in here as well. Yeah, I think the puns will grab the teens' attention because you know they're, right. they're they're very witty, they're <laughs> very sharp, and I think that um, that's a draw for them. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, and so uh, our last cookbook, uh, the Dungeons and Dragons cookbook. This one is called uh, Heroes Feast, the official D&D cookbook. Oh, which by the way, the, so the Star Wars cookbook, that's also available online through Libby. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just like, so the Harry Potter and Star Wars are through Libby. Um, the Heroes Feast official Dungeons and Dragons cookbook, that is, I believe, only available in physical form. Correct. But there's several copies of it in our system, and so you can get a put a hold on that and get it sent to wherever you are. What did you think of the D&D cookbook? All right, so we saved the best for last. Now, I am a self-proclaimed huge uh, D&D nerd and... Uh, but that bias doesn't come into play here, at surely. All. No. I put that aside, okay. Jeff. Totally. <laughs> and uh, I loved everything about this cookbook from the cover, um, all of the references to uh, D- the D&D universe, um, and the way they broke the cookbook up into different sections. You had your hero feast recipes for human, elven, dwarven, halfling. You also had elixirs and ales. Um, All of the titles were fantastic. Um, I enjoyed everything about this cookbook. Yes, Um, so yeah, I definitely uh, enjoyed, again, how how they separated into like, what do you want to look at? Do you want to look at human cuisine or elven cuisine or dwarven cuisine. I think Mm -hmm. that was really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, All of the entries have like a little write-up telling you about where you would find this in the world and um, yeah, connecting it to the lore of the Dungeons and Dragons uh, games. And so that was really fun. The visuals on this thing are amazing. Amazing. They have, so they have um, both um, pictures, like photo visuals, but also some really amazing, like just drawn artwork in here. Absolutely. Um, each of the like uh, cultures has like a large, like two page spread here that's just gorgeous. Um, and then the photos, it's not just it's not just that they took the food and said, oh, let's make it look really good, but they really made it look like this food was sitting somewhere in that world. In a tavern, absolutely. In that. a tavern or like I, I cooked the, um, the drow mushroom steaks. Oh, and so good. The picture for that, it's, mm-hmm. it's sitting on a plate and next to it is like this glowing green magical vial of something and absolutely. like a dagger. Um, a lot of these things, you know, yeah, we'll have um, wooden bowls and wooden spoons or uh, metal tankard. And so mm-hmm. it feels like it's you are peeking into that world. Absolutely. I loved a lot of different aspects as um, some of the menus they had in there that were handwritten. And then there was a photo of it um, that actually gave you uh, the prices that you would see in those taverns, such as two silver pieces for, you know, this hunk of bread, two gold pieces for the, you know, the, the stew or whatnot. That was an awesome touch to this cookbook. 
All right, what did you cook out of this cookbook? All right, so I went with um, the Ark and the Cruels Flame Roasted Halfling Chili. Wow. Yes. That's a that's a title. Yeah, it, it, it's a title, and um, it was Meat for the Meat Gods. Oh. Um, it also gave you the disclaimer that the preparation of halfling is frowned upon. Oh, so, yes, of course. You know, I substituted bacon, bacon for my that's halfling. probably a good choice there. <laughs> it was... Fantastic. Mm. Okay, so while I was preparing it, I was a little leery because there were some ingredients in it um, that I don't typically put in my chili. Uh, there was cocoa powder, nutmeg, allspice, and uh, when I was cooking it, my daughter commented on it smells like fall and Christmas in here, and it really did. Um, so I was a little leery that it was going to taste good but it was fantastic. I actually took it to my D&D group and that's what we had uh, during our session. Oh, nice. And everybody loved it. It was it was fantastic. Um, I cooked the traveler's stew, mm -hmm. um, which is, yeah, just, you know, meat, potatoes, uh, there's some carrots in here and mm -hmm. just, yeah, delicious uh, flavorings, pap paprika, onion, parsley. Mm -hmm. um, it was fantastic. Uh, it was probably my favorite dish that I cooked out of these cookbooks. Um, and then we also did um, orc bacon, which is basically candied <laughs> bacon. Yes. Um, hogs in bed rolls. Yes. Uh, which is basically just pigs in a blanket. Yeah, I think I saw that in all three of the cookbooks, oh, yeah. actually. Yes. Some version of that. Yeah. Pigs in a blanket is by <laughs> far the most popular thing in any universe, I guess. Um, and then we did the drow mushroom steaks. Um, and uh, I, I found these easy to replicate, um, straightforward. There was... I think more ingredients in these dishes. Absolutely. Typically than the number of ingredients in the other two. Absolutely. Yeah, there, there's a, a certain skill required uh, to make these recipes. However, the cookbook does a great job at introducing um, what is needed for each recipe and, and the uh, utensils that you're gonna need when you're cooking. So it really broke everything down easily yes. so that it, maybe if you're not as an experienced chef, you're still gonna be able to get through these recipes. Um, I definitely thought this one was firmly aimed at adults. Absolutely. Uh, I, so I have eight-year-olds and we were looking through it together. Mm -hmm. There's a ton of like desserts in here that they would see and say, oh, that looks good. And then I look at, into it and like one of the ingredients is like, add some vodka or <laughs> add some Bailey's Irish cream. Sure. Even the traveler's stew that we made required a cup of dark beer, which we substituted for apple juice. Oh, okay. Um, and so, yeah, you can, you know, substitute things for the alcohols listed in here. But yeah, the, a lot of these dishes, like just stew and pudding, also contain alcohol in them. So be aware of that. You can make substitutes, but a lot of these dishes. And then there's also like just mix uh, recipes in the back for various cocktails. So yeah, there's the all- the elixirs and ales. That was an interesting section. Yeah, sure. a lot of adult <laughs> um, food in yeah. here. The pictures are stunning, but I feel like could be a little intimidating mm. for people who aren't as experienced in the kitchen. But it would also work very well for a coffee table book because it is so beautiful. Yes, yeah, you could just enjoy kind of looking at the pictures reading about the, the universe lore and um, still enjoy this book without cooking a, a thing from it. Absolutely. Um, all right, so let's go with, uh, let's give some awards. Um, 
of the universe versus which has the best food, in your completely unbiased opinion? My completely unbiased opinion, hands down, Heroes Feast. Yeah.、Book. Okay, I, I you know I think I'm going to agree with you.、Um, again, I think the so Star Wars and Harry Potter.、Um, They have some some more complicated dishes, but really they are geared towards、um, the younger kids, and so because of that, you know, there's there's less、uh, unusual spices.、Um, Absolutely. And so, yeah, I think D and D has the best tasting food. What has the best writing? D and D. D and D. Heroes Feast Cookbook, hands down. For me, it, that was <laughs> that was a lot closer.、Um, I like I did I liked the D and D writing、um, and how they kept most of it like in universe and it felt like you were there.、Um, but I also I really loved the Harry Potter. How they stopped, and every single recipe they would take time to say, you know, where in the books it came from, and like. Connect where in real life it you know it connected to, and they would say, oh you know this this recipe like was brought back from British soldiers from India,、sure. or this was invented by this, and that was a great detail. Yeah, I, I did enjoy that.、Um, so it's it's close. I don't. Yeah, I would I would say tied for me. All right.、Um, all right. How about the the book with the best variety? Oh gosh! So, I mean, they all had a great variety.、Um, like I said, the Harry Potter was a lot of very normal,、um, very down-to-earth recipes.、Um, the Star Wars, same. Like you mentioned, it kind of took recipes and pinholed it into the Star Wars universe. So, I'm sorry, it's going to be the trifecta for me. Oh、D&D. man, Heroes Feast, three for three D and D. Yep.、Uh, for D and D, had a good round of variety, but it was. It mostly seemed like dinner, like dinner and desserts, main course, right?、Sure. Main course stuff. There was not a lot of breakfast food in there.、Um, there was not a、Agreed. lot of snack food in there,、um, and so I, I don't know. I think I might give it to Harry Potter. There was lots of breakfast food. There was lots、mm-hmm. of main food. There was、um, snacks and dessert. I kind of went across the whole spectrum. I think if you're looking for dessert. Honestly, Harry Potter is going to have more for you. Sure.、Um, if you're looking for like really delicious main course and、um, some spirits,、mm-hmm. then D and D is going to be the one. Sure. And if you're looking for just like the least offensive, everybody in like in the entire world could probably eat this and not get that upset. I'd go with Star Wars. Sure.、Um, so、uh, yeah, this was really fun. There's. Uh, not just these three fandom cookbooks,、uh, right? In our system, Karen, can you tell us some of the other ones people could find? Absolutely. So on Freeding, you're going to be able to find a Doctor Who fandom cookbook. It's the official cookbook. It's 40 wibbly wobbly timey wimey recipes.、Um, that's on Freeding, and then you can also find the Geeky Chef Cookbook: Real Life Recipes for Fantasy Foods, Volume Four. That one, I believe, is on. It's Hoopla.、Hmm. Okay. And then,、uh, last but not least, there is a Final Fantasy、um, cookbook that you can also find on、uh, Libby, I believe. Nice. And I also know there is a physical cookbook、uh, called the Anime Cookbook. Um, and in that one, they yeah they take、uh, a lot of obviously Japanese dishes from all various different anime, TV shows, and movies.、Um, and that one's a lot of fun. You know, if you're looking for some great ramen,、uh, 
Um, there's a really good one in there. Uh, and then, yeah, other various, you know, rice bowls and some really delicious stuff in there as well. So um, whatever your fandom is, uh, you are most likely to be able to find something in our collection to uh, fill your uh, stomach with delicious food from that universe. Absolutely. Um, any any thoughts on uh, if people have these cookbooks and they want to in, in enjoy them and immerse themselves deeper into those worlds? Um, I would look for soundtracks. Um, there are some soundtracks that you can find on Hoopla, um, nice. as well as Freegal that would give you a little ambiance. Um, also, um, get yourself some real rustic uh, dinnerware, Ooh. and especially for the Heroes Feast. Okay. Uh, wood, like you mentioned, wooden bowls, wooden spoons, uh, maybe uh, some iron in there, um, and just uh, have some music playing and surround yourself with um, different tools. Oh, to nice. Make. I like it. Yeah. Uh, for the Harry Potter, throw the Harry Potter sa soundtrack on. Uh, you could put your, you know, your best Hogwarts uh, clothing on, maybe. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, for Harry Potter, you know, rustic silverware and that kind of stuff works perfect as well. I think so. Um, mm -hmm. for, while we were in, eating the D&D &D stuff, we were listening to, um, I don't know if you're familiar with a genre called Bardcore. Oh, absolutely. Uh, they, they basically cover <laughs> pop, like famous pop songs um but they play them like on the lute and lyre yes. and like they would have in the like 1600s absolutely um i i definitely have several of the like um lute and lyre versions of like uh somebody that i used to know or final countdown yeah, or uh, jolene stuck in my head yep one of my favorite ones is creep on uh, Bardcore. Nice. Yeah. Right. So Perfect. check out, yeah, check out these good, <laughs> these delicious uh, in-universe books. Um, add some new flavor to your world. Um, and yeah, let us know, you know, share share a picture on uh, one of our Facebook pages. Absolutely. The Goodyear Library or the Litchfield Park Library, we have Facebook pages. I would love to see some of your delicious D&D or Star Wars or Harry Potter meals. As would I. All right. Thanks for listening and have a good one. Have a great one. Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ.